0: This is a Think Live Be Production. Hello. Hi. Hi.
1: It's another bright morning mm-hmm. in the studio. It is this sun just beats down into this this room first thing in the morning but it's good i was wide awake
0: <sighs> i'll say i got a- ripped me out of bed it was still dark out <laughs> <It's-> pretending <laughs> pretending that the uh well you know the time the times have changed So it's getting It's getting uh, uh, Lighter Later in the year It's like It's August It's not <laughs> It's almost mm- September All right And
1: I think that That might really be What's happening
0: mm-hmm.
1: Maybe not But it. I can't help it You know When you wake up And you're just like Wide awake And I want to take Advantage of that When I wake up early No I know
0: That's true You don't want to Fall back asleep And then wake then up In I'll the middle groggy. of some REM cycle And then you're if you're if you wake up and it's close to the time, but you're wide awake, then yeah. Th- yeah, it's better just to get out of bed.
1: It was only thirty minutes from the time my alarm was going to go off, anyways. Mm-hmm. And then I just you know slowly woke the, the dogs up, which and then,
0: <laughs> which you knew would wake me up, sure.
1: So, but that's a first of me. I woke the dogs up instead of the other way around. Seriously, but anyways, welcome to our podcast. This is called Seeking the Best, where we talk about real estate. <laughs> And seeking the best in ourselves and our business, and just trying to get through the hurdles of this crazy industry and a uh, little bit of crazy times. Mm-hmm. Although maybe they're just normal. I know. And that's. I think that's one thing that I've.
0: If things like, are always crazy, isn't that the normal?
1: Well, yeah. Like you start to realize that it's there's no end. When this sometimes it, it can be a little bit almost disheartening. But there is no end. There is no like I did it. I got to the finish line. Mm-hmm. It's a constant changing thing.
0: Yeah, and a constant battle.
1: And a constant battle. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's fun. Sometimes I want to pull my hair out. But I, I don't. You know, no regrets. <laughs> no regrets. But speaking of, we we've been a little bit inconsistent, which is not like us. Yeah, it, we're we're. We're we missed.
0: We didn't do an episode last week, so if you guys are checking your feed, yeah, and stuff, you saw that we didn't have an episode, and and usually we feel bad about that, but you know, it's been, you know, hey, well, we're doing this for free, guys. Okay, I know
1: we don't make anything from you this. You know what I mean? We we enjoy talking about real estate, and this is like a, a nice outlet. And then, you know, I enjoy helping others learn through all of the the mistakes that I've made. So it's a fun outlet to do. But it is like an extra commitment that yeah. we've added to our plate in the last couple of years. And usually if we're going to be gone, you know, or we know we're going to miss an episode, we'll plan ahead and we'll record yeah. too. Um, but lately it's been a bit of a madhouse. Yeah. Just, well, this whole year. Yeah, the whole, whole year. The whole
0: year, you know, it's like you, you it's like, you, I 2023 think... 2023 sucks. <laughs> well, we, you know, if you've listened to this episode, this uh, show for any length of time, you know that we always do a planning of the following year in...
1: Did not go as planned. In
0: November, you start kind of beginning of November and September, you start figuring out what you want to do for the following year, yeah. you know?
1: I know, we're almost
0: and we're almost Back there again the... but things go out of your control and there's just nothing you can do, can do about it we not only had a bunch of stuff happen in our personal lives like getting married and doing the wedding at our house so that the amount of effort and time that that takes to do that people coming to stay and all of that was way more than of of of, a, of an event than we were I think both had realized that it could have been. Yeah. And then, uh, and we had other things going on too. We bought a rental property that was actually three rental properties that we weren't expecting that was not in the plan. It just, it came up and we were like, let's, let's do this. And so on top of all of those things, there were some issues with the team of in staffing the team.
1: Well, so let's, let's talk about that. So, um, Yes, per- personal stuff is always a thing like you're always trying to ba- balance your personal life with your real estate life. that's that's always a, um, a challenge. When you grow a real estate team like if you're if you're a single agent, you 100% can resonate with that. like your every day is how do I fit my personal into my business? But as you grow a real estate team, you're hiring people to leverage your time and it's supposed to get easier. And there's the freedom, when people talk about freedom and flexibility in real estate, that doesn't really exist unless you have a team or leverage in some way, like assistance, whether it's virtual or in person or whatever. You have people who are managing certain parts of your business for you. That is what builds freedom and flexibility over time. And so once you start to build that and you're like, okay, this is the direction I'm going, then you always have to have that.
0: Right.
1: (laughs) Or if someone leaves, um, it immediately turns it upside down. Because then all of a sudden, who's responsible for that role? Mm -hmm. That somebody was doing a full-time job that you were paying them to do. Yeah, if you're doing
0: it by yourself, that's you riding a unicycle. And you're just riding around and you're perfectly fine. But then you want to graduate. You want to get a car. Well, it's got four wheels. If one of those wheels doesn't come in to work... (laughs) or quits or gets fired, then you only have three wheels. You're not going anywhere. It all... Right? I love
1: Pat's analogies. Well, it's
0: true. So It's true. It's like you build a team because everybody has their... It's a way that every system and everything is built around a team. It's built around this person does this. That job is for that. And that's how the team is run. And when one person leaves and there isn't redundancies of people that can step in... Even if you as the as the the quote rainmaker or main agent in in on the team, you can't just all of a sudden start doing the other job because your plate is full. That means that there's something that you're supposed to be doing that you don't have time for because you have to take a step back and do this other thing.
1: So so this is this is what happened. Um, you know, we we lost my lead admin. Um, right. That she had a baby and didn't come back, right? Um, decided not to come back to work after, after maternity leave right and um, and then, okay, so one of the things I am really big on, but yet we weren't prepared for was I said like so many times over the last year that we have to have redundancies. so i'm pr- I was pretty admin heavy. Mm-hmm. and
0: because we knew, well, so let
1: me, let me just walk through, okay? Yeah. Because I think this is this is important to listen to if you're building a team or if you have a team, the this messy middle part of what happens when somebody leaves, yeah, it, and and not having redundancy set up. So, a redundancy meaning that there's cross training. So, like our lead admin was my executive assistant. Um, and knew how to do most everything. Yeah, I mean, she wasn't going to go on a listing appointment, you know, right, or a but, buyer consultation. But it,
0: office wise, like office man, wise, man, man, office had you. kind
1: of touched everything. Yeah. So her job was then to train the transaction coordinator, and we had we had an in-house transaction coordinator, and that person was solely responsible for transactions, contract to close. That's their only job. Mm-hmm. Every now and then she'd help a little bit here and there, but that was her only job. And we really like, you can hire a third party transaction coordinator for about the same cost that it, that it was at that stage in the business, if not slightly more expensive to have that person on staff. But I like, I like having the in-house person. I think you get a better experience. Mm-hmm. And so to me, it was like, okay, maybe it's like slightly more expensive to pay someone a salary um, versus a per transaction deal. But I, I think it's a better experience for the customer and long-term that works out. Right. So we, we had had a transaction coordinator in-house for a couple years and then, um, and we hired, a um, we'll call it a listing manager slash marketing assistant that was going to be a temporary, um, um, like basically we hired her to get trained, So that when the lead admin was on maternity leave, that there was somebody to do all of that. Right. Right? Because what I say, I I can't go step back into doing all of these things or I won't be able to move the business forward. It it doesn't make sense. You have to have that person in place. So we hired that person, trained, tried to train her to take over a lot of the listing and marketing stuff while maternity leave was happening. And then so when the start of the new year was happening in January, the the plan was we were going to have three strong well, and, admins. And Julie. Plus, plus I had moved a showing partner into more of a, an executive assistant person for me because I was finding that, you know, as you grow and you have like if you call it a director of operations lead admin person, they are um, their job is to oversee and manage the systems and the other people that are doing the tasks and that so I needed somebody who was helping just manage my day-to-day stuff because I wasn't getting that anymore
0: Mm -hmm. right because the director of operations or lead admin was doing that stuff and not your personal yes she had she she wasn't going through your emails and sending stuff back and talking to sending emails to clients and stuff which is what your personal assistant, when she was that, was doing
1: right. So, so w- as we were growing and the idea to continue to grow, right? Like once right. you start the training. Now, now
0: you get a really strong admin base. Now we can start hiring a lot of agents. Yeah,
1: and I would one hundred percent say we we were at that point that was a little bit too admin heavy, but it it was okay because the vision for the team. And the growth that was on the docket was was going to need that. Right. And so we already had those people in those positions. And so when the lead admin decided not to come back after maternity leave, okay, that's one hit. Yeah. And we'll have we'll to refill that position. Yeah, we'll deal with it. And so that's fine. <laughs> then... Then, um, not, well, probably in the last couple of months. So, so what happens then? Nobody can do some of those things except for me. Right. Right. Nobody is trained on payroll. Nobody's trained on managing the books, things like that. So those are things that, you know, okay, I started doing on the weekends. Managing hiring. Managing hiring. And so I start doing these things on the weekends knowing that, and I've got kind of a mantra that is, is, it's not really a mantra it's like a if you guys have ever taken bold it's from bold but it's like focus on the plan not the problem and so sometimes I tell myself that when I get like overwhelmed with things and the plan was hire more agents Mm -hmm. we had leads falling through the cracks all last year and we have thousands of people in 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 our CRM and I know that there is that we we should be at a much higher level But we need more agents to service the business. So the plan was to bring on more agents. Well.
0: And we'll find a new, we'll find another lead admin.
1: Yeah. So I get to work looking for agents. Right. While also looking for listings and working, still working some buyers as well. And um, we start bringing on some new agents. Mm -hmm. And then our transaction coordinator has to leave.
0: Quits. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I mean, that just personal reasons like had to had to leave and um okay so immediately get to work looking for a new transaction coordinator because I can take on a little bit of extra work right. on we weekends can, we and can, stuff and we
0: can tread water on some of the bigger projects yeah
1: but there are need, certain but things you need that a you can yeah there are certain things you can just say we're not going to do this right now right like we were going to do this and we're not going to do this right now and um so i get to work looking for a new transaction coordinator. And then uh, shortly after...
0: Like a three, week, three weeks after.
1: The person who was hired to do the listing assistant slash marketing assistant job, um, who was... I was trying to train on some other things so that we had some coverage on some of the stuff. That person tells me that they're going back to school. So now...
0: We went from having three. Well, well, we'll leave. The beginning of the year. Yeah, there were four. There
1: was going to be four. Right. To having one. <laughs> right. And so if we're a little inconsistent, you understand. This is why
0: we're inconsistent. We have been slightly inconsistent with the podcast episodes. Right? Yeah. Because we went from what was supposed to be four admin to one admin yeah. who is really Catherine's like a, like personal assistant. Like business assistant, not like personal like yeah like
1: She's not doing yeah. my laundry and right, right, right. yeah. Dry not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I wish.
0: Um but yeah, so that
1: Well and the reason we're talking about it is mm. number one to explain the inconsistency, not trying to make excuses. Yeah. Just want you to understand
0: where we're yeah, what's going on.
1: And also to understand that hey, this this stuff happens. Yeah. And you can be as prepared as possible. Like I we we hired to be an prepared. extra person yeah. to be prepared for the, um,
0: we had backups of backups, and it's like every single one of those backups failed.
1: <laughs> um, and, and so what, ha- what happens is so, like, that's the thing about two weeks' notice <laughs> is that two weeks' notice is not enough time to do anything to find a new person yeah. to fill a role. So when the transaction coordinator left, the, I I immediately started running ads for a transaction coordinator and And started doing
0: interviews. This isn't a slam on anybody, but when somebody gives you their two weeks, they're checked out. Well, that's true. Like there's no like if you can if they say what you want, the position you want to be in is, hey, I'm giving you my two weeks. And then you just say you can pack your stuff and go. Because you're already moving on to the next thing and you have somebody in place. Like, because there isn't really, and even if they're not checked out that day, by the time they get into day six and seven and eight, it's like they're done. So you want to just be able to move right through.
1: So, but because it's not enough time to find and hire somebody, even if you just stop everything else you're doing, but you can't. Right. Because... Now you're you're also you're already filling in for yeah. some other person it's that didn't of, come back it's to work. It's kind,
0: kind of like what we're like when somebody is a newer agent and they're like, "I need money right now," and it's like, "Well, if you had a buyer today who is ready to buy today, you've got to find the house, get under contract, um, go through inspections." and then close in order for you to get that check. So you're not going to get a check, and then it doesn't matter what you're doing. The hiring's the same way. It's like even if we had somebody who was just like in a holding pattern, by the time you get them hired and onboarded and check their references and do all of the stuff it's it takes a month
1: if you're lucky they have they
0: have to give their 2 weeks at their job you know what i mean it's like it's it you well, can't and, just hire somebody in that 2 week time from when they somebody says i'm uh i'm leaving and then trying to fill that role it's going to take you uh, you're going to go at least a month without anybody
1: well and and so what i've learned a lot through the hiring process and i and i haven't hired a ton but like definitely over the years i've i've interviewed a lot of people and hired people is that it, even if you think that they're awesome and you're like okay cool i found the person they still have to accept the job and if somebody is interviewing with you they're probably interviewing with other people and so sometimes it's just not going to work out like the you can think that you've got it and you can never turn that off i think that's what i'm getting at Right. Both for, once you decide that you're going to build a team, you have to always be hiring. It has to be part of your everyday schedule, Mm -hmm. your lead generate, and and people tell you this, but I mean, I think it's easy to say. say,
0: Sometimes you just have to learn it on your own. Well,
1: it's easy to say your job is to lead generate for listings and lead generate for talent. What is that? You know, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Right? What it means is you have to constantly be uh, have ads running for open positions and constantly be having phone screening interviews and bringing people in and doing and putting them through the process even if you don't have an open position because if you don't then you leave yourself vulnerable to a situation like this you lose, which,
0: lose you end up losing half a year in we, your in in your growth of your business or maybe more well and so because right, don't forget it's not just hiring now you got to train that person.
1: Well, yeah. And, you
0: know, it's like you can like even if you have somebody who has experience in that in a role like that, it's like they don't know your way of doing it. So and then what are you doing when you're doing that training? You're well, I can tell you you're not lead generating or generating for talent during those blocks.
1: Well, so right? um, I I recently took. um, Excuse me, the uh, career visioning, which is the class about hiring and just did a virtual version so I could listen to it while I was still doing other stuff. <laughs> and, you know, she's, she said that and it's a good reminder that you just have to always be hiring because, first of all, you don't know when somebody's going to come along. I don't know what this looks like yet. Like, I've, I've not really seen this before. But, um, or somebody's going to come along and you're like, wow, that is the person I've been needing all this time. I will find room for them. Mm-hmm. No, I haven't personally been able to do that because we just were not that big, but like that that must be a cool feeling. <laughs> I'll yeah. let you know if we ever yeah. get there. Um and then up until this year, I had never really had the the feeling of like building a pipeline
0: of people, yeah.
1: And I sort of finally feel like there's people like right now I'm I'm interviewing, you know, for trying to trying to still either fill the transaction coordinator role or fill more of an ad like just an admin position mm. to have them doing multiple things um, either one would be fine just somebody <laughs> um, either one would be fine but again g- going from even if you said we were too heavy at four admin um, three was probably the right amount for bringing on the number of agents that we were going to bring on because the lead admin would have been helping train them. And that's the problem, right? Is that you, if if you're set up for hiring agents because you build yourself a strong foundation, which is what the book tells you to do, the MRA book tells you to build a strong foundation and then start hiring agents. So you build a strong foundation and then you start bringing on agents. Well, the the main admin should be helping you train on systems and operations with them. Right. You shouldn't be showing them how to use any kind of system, right. whether it's MLS, email, you know, how to how to set up a calendar invite. Like that's not
0: your job. But our in our case, the the wheels were already turning, right? So Catherine had all. Well, of yeah, her I'm admi- not gonna stop. I'm not gonna not admi-
1: bring on agents that I dedicated time to to find and and right. finally have the opportunity, you know, to bring on some good people. And I'm not gonna stop that plan. Just because I have a a gap and a problem on the admin side, I just have to then figure it out and go continue to hire.
0: Continue to hire. And and, rebuild. And and train, train agents in ways that maybe an admin should be doing, but there's no admin there to do it, so Catherine has to do it. But then she has to also fill her time of lead gen and looking for more talent, whether those are extra agents, more agents, and more admin and then still negotiate and do her real estate job on top of that and do a podcast.
1: And so I, uh, (laughs) so in career visioning that I, I took the other day, it was, it's, you know, it's always nice to hear other people kind of say what you're feeling, which is, you know, part of, (laughs) this all sucks. (laughs) But she was saying, um, she was saying like, there's, there's times where you're out of balance yeah. And when that happened, and this is this is one of those times you're out of balance because you're doing somebody else's job. And that's how you know you need to hire too. Like if you're just getting started, if you're working, she said it really well and I'm gonna mess it up, but essentially if you're working a normal like 40 hour work week and you can't fit all of your responsibilities into that time frame, and let's let's stretch that a little bit. You know, we are realtors, right? If you're working a 50-hour work week and you can't fit all your responsibilities and so you're doing stuff that takes all day Saturday and you're working 60, 70, 80 hours a week, then you need to hire someone. And that's what that's telling you. Or you need to work more efficiently. But most of the time it's you need to hire someone. So it's a good way to look at your schedule and say, do I need somebody and then who do I need? What's taking up most of my time that isn't producing right. the money? And that can help you kind of identify that. But then she was saying like, when you're out of balance, because it will happen, because somebody will leave and cause this issue and you're out of balance, it's just, it's it's a little blip in time and you just have to go to your your partner or your spouse and say, hey, I'll see you in a couple months. <laughs> Yeah. And then you you focus on what you need to focus on. You get back on track. And that's what that's what balance is. It's not like this everyday thing. Sometimes it's months where you're out of balance and then months where you're perfect. Mm-hmm. And so this year is just going to be one of those years where it's like, okay, nothing has gone the way that we wanted it to. Yeah. <laughs> and that's okay because maybe next year will be awesome. <laughs> And I'm, and, and I also, um, I heard recently, and I might have said it on another episode, but it just resonates really well with me right now. Is this one guy was saying that, you know, sometimes you need to take a season and like fix things. Yeah. And so,
0: you know, And you started doing that. Well, I realized at the beginning of the year. When we knew that the lead admin person wasn't coming back from maternity leave, Catherine spent those Saturdays and Sundays that we like to say she sits on the back porch and stuff restructuring and cleaning all of the mess that was left behind and fixing all of the... Or things that weren't organized that were supposedly organized and all, all of that stuff. like and, and she was making progress. And like, oh, cool. We're going to get all of this stuff figured out and straightened out. And then the phone call came of the transaction coordinator was quitting. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, well, I don't have time to do that anymore because now I have to do the transaction coordination for all of the agents that I've hired that I promised I would be doing, taking care of. And oh, then, and then-, and then- the other admin said, I'm not I'm quitting. Right. So now like that beginning stuff at the beginning of the year where Catherine was getting all that there's no time for that. There's no time for that.
1: Yeah. But the the good thing is like okay, and I stand by this. I don't think transaction coordination is a difficult job.
0: Right. No, because it's it's part of a single agent's job. Well <laughs> like, it's, it's just not, it's that's like, not if,
1: what I mean at all. Oh. Like let me let me just explain it is it is not a difficult job it is simply communicating and scheduling right and filing right You mean- that's the basics of transaction coordination right it can be time consuming to do the little tasks to keep the files and keep things the way that we want them to be and i don't intend on making a bigger mess well while we're, we have that gap so i'm doing the work but I'm doing that work in 30 minute chunks three times a day. Mm -hmm. And that's how like when you find yourself in a position where you're stepping back into somebody's role, you have to be the ultimate time blocker and be like, "Okay, this is when I'm going to work on this thing. Because you can easily let it consume your whole day. Somebody was doing that job full time all yeah. day.
0: Yeah. I don't know how. I that, Well, it's a good reminder. Right? Well,
1: we also, we might be slightly slower this season. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So, but. So I know, I'm, but
0: that thing of like, uh, you this that job you're working for, not you, but it's like, if you're doing it in three time blocks for 30 minutes a day, even if it was twice that that means that it would instead of 90 minutes it's uh 180 minutes it's you know it's it's, it's 3 hours worth of work
1: well in and but again i'm not trying to
0: i know that it's I'm it's, just saying, it's a like, little
1: slower you know. than it has been at certain times Yeah. so it's it's um, fortunate or unfortunate however you want to look at it that uh, there's not a ton that i have to do and some of the pendings are new construction and they're just in, like, the build stage. Yeah, just limo. So, like, there's there's a little bit of um, reprieve here where I can just manage this while I look for somebody to bring in to get to make sure they're set up before it pops again. Right. Because we have seasonality here. Yeah. and work how we're through the summer month. Like, the.
0: It's so hot, no one wants to go outside. I
1: know. There's a heat wave. <laughs> <laughs> it's stopping all real estate now, just the interest rates are. But uh, but no, but like it's definitely our seasonality is that September and October are the lowest closings. And that's because people that were going to move during the summer have already, they're already pending. Right. So like it's, it's definitely that time to... It, and I think for anybody listening, like if you have been overwhelmed this year and you're thinking about hiring and you're trying to figure it out, this is a good time to probably do that. If you're like our seasons, right. we like figure out who you're going to hire get them trained and ready Yeah, because we have a little pop at the end of the year
0: to close before. The be cl-
1: end of the year. To, yeah, to close before the end of the year. So you get somebody in and at least get like a month of training under your belt before they have like yeah a little bit of a busy season. Yeah, and
0: it's I could see how people would be... um you kind of don't put in arbitrary time. Well, at January 1st, I'm going to start looking for somebody because that means they won't be hired or know what they're doing until you miss the whole first pop of the year.
1: Can I say something else? Yeah. Wait, how much time do we have? A few. <laughs> okay. Um. So that's one mistake that I've made. Like, okay, so let's say whatever goal you have for the following year, it. You should be able to kind of identify how many people you need to get there. And I've heard anything from 15 to 25 sales per person. And I don't mean salespeople. I just mean like if you want to do 100 units, then you probably need, you know.
0: Five to six people. Five to six
1: people. But those people have to have been trained and in and when I say in production, I just mean... Trained. Trained, yeah. They, they But you need to... So that your solid team of five needs to have been with you for at least six months in order to do a full year right. of that number, right? And so if you set a goal, and, and I do it every year, like I set a, a goal bigger than we probably can make but then i then i always like beat myself up and i'm like but we can i there's single agents out there that do more than we do <laughs> um i don't know how uh but like you you just have to think about that when you're planning and and who do i need and how many people in order to hit my goals and so if your goal for 2024 is x doesn't matter what it is and you need two more people well there's only how many months left
0: not that many four yeah. right
1: so you're already behind and December I'm telling a wash. myself this too
0: <laughs> December's a wash
1: December's a wash yeah um but so you're probably going to either need a few more than you think because you're behind in hiring they won't all be trained and ready you're gonna need a few more. Uh. And also because sometimes people don't make it um, or you're going to have to reevaluate your goal for the following year because you're not going to have people in a position to do the business by the time January starts. Yeah. And
0: even if they know what they're doing, like like it's one thing for a transaction coordinator, you train them, they know what they're doing. There's They ask you less and less questions as the months go on. And then before you know it, your hands are off. The, they've got no training wheels and they're off riding on their own. Agents are a different story because it's a lot of stuff they have to learn and they have to actually find business. So just because they have maybe gone from um, getting a client and put them under a contract and did it once or twice, that doesn't mean there aren't any questions and now they know what they're doing. You know what I mean? It's like that takes that depending on the agent and how, how many sales they do for one agent, it could take... Two years before they are actually out there on their own doing it for other agents, a, it could take six months.
1: I think that's a realistic time frame, two on, years. honestly. Yeah, and and I just they'll be in production much more before that, but oh, like yeah. where they are pretty self, where you can um, be like
0: they're they can handle it. They're not they're not coming to me every five minutes with questions on how to do something. Yeah, like how they to talk they, to somebody about something,
1: right? Like they still need coaching and guidance and training on different markets and all and all that stuff but they can they know what the job is and they can come and do the job and like not have to constantly need hand-holding
0: right right yeah all right well let's take a break and then we'll come back and i don't know what we're going to talk about let's (laughs) we'll figure it out i do oh you do okay great let's take a break
1: The ThinkLiveBee team is an Orlando-based real estate team with Keller Williams Realty at the Parks. We operate as a boutique-style company with the resources of the largest real estate company behind us. ThinkLiveBee is looking for talented people like you to join our team. If you happen to live in the Orlando area and you're a detail-oriented quick learner, then we might have a place for you. Whether you're a real estate agent or administrative professional, we are looking for individuals who are ready to work hard and ready for success. If you're ready to join the team, visit us at thinklivebee.com. And we're back. Okay, so we were talking about how long it takes for people to really to a sales team member
0: mm-hmm.
1: to really. Well, this probably applies to everything.
0: To lock in.
1: To lock in. So, like you have a ninety-day training program. That's tip. That's that's well, what we do. At least we do. We, at least we do. We, yeah. do. <laughs> we do. And and it's recommended to have some sort of training in place. Well, you should. And
0: it's basically like a probationary period where right. it, you do have your thirty day, thirty day, thirty day. Every thirty days, there's more things piled on, and well, you if, have milestones then, right. that right. you're trying
1: to have them reach. Right,
0: and if they can't get to the first thirty day milestones in thirty days, then you got to cut them loose. Well, and because it, and it's how it's how you don't spend months spinning wheels on things. If they can't manage the first 30 days, they're never going to get to the goals in 60 days or 90 days, and all of that is just training for the job. If they can't do the training, they're never going to do the job.
1: Well, and so you have these milestones and they're they're there to see a few things. Number 1, can they do the job, the role itself? Number 2, can they do what is asked of them in the time frame that was asked of them? Right. And those two things are really important and I've I've had to let people go that didn't that weren't able to accomplish those milestones because it it tells you like if you can't do this part you'll never be able to keep up with this particular role. Right. Like the 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 30 60 90 day program is designed to set them up for success in whatever that role is. Mm-hmm. So everyone looks a little different. Like a sales agent role looks completely different than an admin role. Um, But if they can't check off those milestones, then it's like, well, this is not going to be a fit.
0: Right. We always say um, it's like trying out for the football team. Right. They don't run a play until practice starts in the fall. So all summer long, they're running drills, calisthenics. Mm -hmm. Right. If you can't do the drills... You're never going to be able to do the plays, so it's a way to get if to get people started and see what 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 they're made of, right? If you can't do that, I'm not going to spend my time teaching you the ins and outs of real estate if you can't even make the calls, right? So like, or it can't build a sphere, or can't do, or and when it comes to admin people, you know, if you can't learn the the CRM
1: well so in your example um because I played soccer as a kid and we used to have to run up the stadium stairs just run well yeah we had to just run but like that was one of the things we had to run up the stadium stairs like over and over and over I think back on that and I'm like I don't even physically know how I did that I know I was a lot younger it's
0: because they told you to and you wanted to (laughs) play so you did it
1: but but so that's the thing I wanted to play. I wanted to play in the game. Well, if I couldn't run up those stairs, like if I would have passed out when I felt like I needed to pass out <laughs> instead of continuing to go and keep going over and over yeah. and over They'd doing the same you. exact yeah. thing, yeah, I would sit on the bench or I wouldn't have made the team at all.
0: Yeah. yeah. They would cut you and then they the people who did do it were the ones who ran. And that's, I mean, that's how things, that's how life is. You don't yeah. get to just be on the team just because. And stuff. And I think a lot of times people don't I sound like an old man saying that. But I think a lot of times people just think, well, I'm an independent contractor. I should just be able to be on the team when it comes well, to sales and when it comes to when it, it is
1: such a weird industry. But
0: it is. But the when it comes to admin, that's not the case because admin, you're paying admin. I'm paying you.
1: Can I digress for a moment? Yeah. OK, I went to an event. This was before the pandemic. So this was like 2019, probably. Um and this guy was talking about... He he believes that there's a, a model for paying salespeople a salary versus commission. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a really interesting conversation.
0: Sure. It's the same conversation of tipping versus uh, running a restaurant business on tipping versus them getting hourly. Yeah. Like, what kind of work do you get out of the people versus... You know, either... Th- there's pros and cons for both sides.
1: Well, and... So okay, in the tipping conversation though Well, I don't want to get too in the Yeah, no, that. we
0: won't yeah, we don't have to go down that road.
1: But I guess let me just say that the you can make really good money in tips mm. because the consumer gets to decide how much more they're willing to they more how much more they're willing to pay you. Right, I meant how I you, meant from
0: a management point of view. Like hold what on, kind just of work hear, are you getting out of the business?
1: Just people? hear me out. I, I understand. Just hear me out. So as a as a like a server you want to provide really great service because you know you'll make above and beyond your normal rate i don't think a restaurant could stay open and pay like if you take somebody's wages um, like how much they made in tips and and have the owner pay for that i don't know that they if that would fit a budget model for a restaurant it
0: depends on the restaurant right if it's a high-end restaurant because there's plenty of restaurants all through Europe and other parts of the world where there's no tipping. It's all fat, it's all worked into the price of the of the meal, right? And so so when you what what. The restaurant industry is worse than the real estate industry as far as the grass is always greener. People work at a restaurant for six months and they quit and they move to the next restaurant. But if you have a guaranteed paycheck and you know what it is and you know and, you, and it's comparable to what you would make at some other restaurant in tips, but it's set and you know, then you don't have to worry if it's going to be busy tonight or not busy tonight because you got a set salary. That gets people to stay.
1: Well, so I think it's an interesting conversation in real estate, same way same thing for, yeah. for restaurants, although I do think it's a little different um, because I'm not sure, and, and maybe this is true for real estate too, that most teams, like it wouldn't fit in the budget model right. to pay somebody a salary or hourly or whatever to do sales. And I don't think- Not, a, knowing- not at
0: your level- not at the level of this team, but we I know for a fact that once you build that team up, that there are listing specialists that come in that get paid salary. Yes, instead.
1: yes, yes. Let me finish. Sorry. <laughs> my point is just, what was my point? I said, let me digress. And now we're off on some other tangent. I know. <laughs> I was talking about, um, I thought it was an interesting conversation. and I And I wish that we could just test it because I'm really curious to see because what 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 I experience when we bring on a new agent is there real estate is um the, it's there's a lot of competition to get someone's business. In our area there's 24,000 licensed agents and there's like 3200 sales that happened last month. That means that most of the agents didn't get a paycheck. And Because I know that there's a disproportionate amount of people doing those sales. Yeah, it wasn't,
0: it wasn't the 3,200 sales weren't 3,200 agents. uh,
1: (laughs) So, so it's very, it's a highly competitive industry. And so if I started paying somebody a salary who, who didn't know how to sell a house, much less how to convert a person into a client to begin with. Um, i would immediately be
0: broke well, yeah and it because it because only <laughs> because they yes, wouldn't
1: be paying the they bill. because
0: they wouldn't be doing any of the sales right they wouldn't be doing sales they'd just be collecting a paycheck and so getting, it
1: takes yeah. it takes so you put them through a 30 60 90 um in mine like my goal is that they they have had they've had at least one closing and they really should have more than one before the end of the 90 days yes um and and that's really kind of built for brand new agents that don't have any knowledge about anything at all so they're having to learn just like the language of real estate plus learning how to convert plus writing an offer they're having to learn everything yeah. and
0: just block time block what is a time block what's the difference between lead generation and lead follow up and yeah. just all of those things that
1: so if if in six months they're to a place where they're actually earning like sort of a consistent business where they can see the future and see that there's you know money coming in um, so you can't really count when you start to hire agents. You can't really count their production, like what to expect them to make until they're there for 6 months. So that's what I was saying before the break is like, so if you intend on having, you know, four producing te- team members, well, you needed to hire them 2 months ago. Right? Because if you're counting them for next year's production in the full year, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So that's something that I've just I've learned over time through yeah, through classes ninth, and, and training and hiring people. But here's the here's the really interesting part is that people and this is admin and agent, they leave after like two years. Like you're lucky to have somebody right. for more than two years. And
0: it's real hard to find someone who's gonna be there ten years later and still grinding it out as an admin or as an agent.
1: And it's um now, if you go to attend a bunch of classes and stuff, they'll tell you, well, you have to create an environment which yeah. people don't want to leave. Fine. I agree.
0: And you and you do. That I mean that that is to narrow down the number of people that leave and maybe you get a couple that stay. But people have lives. Well, it's so like,
1: like just take the last person that left. She wanted to go back to school. She didn't have know anything about yeah. real estate. She got hired as a, an assistant because she had admin experience and yeah. was a nice it person. Wasn't,
0: it wasn't a it wasn't a passion. Real, I have to be in the real estate admin industry. I, yeah. I need it.
1: So she wanted to go back to school to do what she had initially started before she got this her, job what, to her passion. And and maybe she didn't really realize it was until she did this job. <laughs> but my point is, is that
0: well, it's like we've said the number of people that have left the team that have just left the business is probably over 90%. Most people when they whether that's agents and admin. Yeah. The number of people that leave the team and then go get the exact same job somewhere else is next to zero.
1: Yeah, 100% and then and then I could count on one hand.
0: Then yeah. One finger. One yeah. <laughs>
1: no, one hand of the people who are still in the real estate business they are not doing well right um and that's not that's just to say like it's tough out there it's hard yeah and it's it's very competitive and so it's interesting to me that once they they finally are in a production place Mm -hmm. and like a consistent production place and you they're maybe going to be there for another year year and a half yeah because they'll think once then once they pass that mm-hmm. then they start to think well
0: i don't need all of this i can do this on i my can own. do it on my own but they don't, yeah
1: they're the grass is always greener um or they just don't they they realize that it's not a fit for them and they leave like you said right when most people, sometimes
0: people move away they you know it's like there's or there's a baby involved or there's there's all life, life changes you know yeah. that, no, and,
1: and actually for our team specifically um the people who have left were always life changes in except yeah. for one person that I fired. Right. And that's
0: it.
1: Yeah. Otherwise it was like a
0: lot of them don't even live in town anymore. It was like, like they, they left. Well Central it was Florida. either I should
1: say I'm sorry it's either life changes or this we realized that this isn't the industry for them. Right. And they went back to whatever job they had before. Right. Yeah. Or some other job. And but that's that's the business, and I think that's the whole point of this conversation is like building a business and in a, and a real estate team. It feels like specifically, but I think it's probably true with all businesses. Um, is always something new. Like there's there's you're never like you're you've never gotten to a place where it's like I've made it. Yeah. There's always some new challenge because the more you grow
0: the more challenges are.
1: Yeah, they're just different. I was listening somebody else said recently like okay, so I'm, you know, I'm with Keller Williams Realty and I think it's the best company in the world <laughs> and um and I I'm just a diehard fan. And I I love the business and I love the models and the book that we're literally reading was written by the founder, mm-hmm. you know, one of the founders. And he's a really smart guy and he had said recently that um, or not recently somebody said it recently that he had said like he doesn't need his business to be this big right like he could have stopped growing years ago and been really financially well off Mm -hmm. and happy and happy but the as soon as you start to grow
0: It's (laughs) it's hard to stop
1: you keep doing it because the people around you push you to do more mm-hmm. and you and you enjoy it and you see like in order to make this even better, we've got to do this. And then all of a sudden more people want to join. And so that's kind of cool, though, if you think about it, like to be able to build something that eventually people actually want to be a part of and stuff. But just know that the minute you start down that path, like you better be committed to that yeah. thing because- it only takes one person leaving to change. Like, then all of a sudden you're filling that role. Well, yeah. And the only way to keep going forward is to rehire for it.
0: Right. It's, a, I'm going to use another stupid sports analogy, but, <laughs> but, but it's true. It's what happens is, is that you're a single agent, right? And so you're, you're doing your job and you figure out your, your patterns and the way to do things and it makes sense to you. When you start hiring people, you, your business structure changes to such a degree that when somebody leaves the the everything it, when somebody leaves the team, it isn't like oh well we'll just plug something else into that spot the whole thing is built around that. so like on a football team, if you've got a quarterback that is, a guy who throws a lot of deep passes and then all of a sudden that guy gets hurt. Well the whole offense is built around a guy who throws long passes and if your backup quarterback is more of a runner you're screwed on it because everybody knows how to do everything based off of what that first quarterback, everything was designed around. So when you start building a team and you've got like Catherine's team where there's four admin and all Every single admin leaves. You can't just like, well, we'll, do, well, I'll just do that job. The entire structure of the way the team is built is around these specific people doing these jobs, not specific people, but these specific jobs to be run this way. So there is no just plugging something else into that. It's it makes it really really difficult to um, and then to hire somebody to. To try to get them, like I know Catherine's hiring more admins, but we're doing also that's a restructuring of okay, whose job? What is who? What jobs does this person really need to have? Because this these other people that were doing these jobs, this one person was really good at this part of the marketing, and they understood the marketing, so they were doing it. But now we don't have anyone for any of this. So does that make the most sense to still have that role? do that marketing stuff. So
1: it is it is a restructuring. You know what I found really helpful is um the so okay, like in the MREA book, they break down the basic job description of like the lead agent, lead buyer specialist, lead listing specialist, which is you <laughs> until you have a listing specialist. Um and and like let's say 9, 10 different roles on this page. I think it's page 200 in my book. And they break down the basic job description in, and I, I believe it's still there um, on the Keller Inc. website. There's a, um, a job duties list of a mega agent and it breaks down the job duties at each level. And so I took that years ago, took that and started building it out each time we would hire someone. I would take and copy and paste, like I would look at the level according to the model and try to follow that. But then I would copy and paste and make it like what other things need to be added for our team Mm -hmm. or what fits into this job role that I'm hiring for. And so in this restructuring, as we call it, like I'll just pull those job duties lists that I have. And like I was doing it the other day, I was like, okay, I've got two different ideas for who I can hire next. I can hire a lead admin, and fill that role again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or I can hire a transaction coordinator just to get a little bit off the plate and then continue to look for that person.
0: Mm-hmm. For Continue to look for the lead admin.
1: Yeah. And if I hire the lead admin, they're going to have to do some transaction coordination. Because they
0: need to know how to do everything.
1: And, and then we'll eventually refill that role, but then they can help right. refill that role. So I literally took out Like listing assistant, transaction coordinator, and DOO job duties. And I just marked them up like, okay, if I bring on this person now, here's their new job duty list. And so it helps to have it kind of like every time you hire someone, write out the job duties really crystal clear. And then if you need to restructure, it's really easy because you already have the roles, you just can re, uh, grab some job duties from here, grab them from here. This person is going to be doing this.
0: This whole episode is a great advertisement for being a single agent. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know if that's true. No, I'm, I'm,
0: I'm, I am kind of kidding about that and stuff. But it is... If... What happens is is that you get a real estate license because you like houses and you want to help people, and then you realize, oh, that's not the job. This is the job. It's it's um it's being on the phone and getting hung up on, and then calling again and getting hung up on, and doing that over and over again until you build a client list. And then you and then you're like, and then all of a sudden the job changes again, and it's everything that we're talking about today, right? So it's like it is one of those things where. Um, you think that this is the job because you've seen it on TV your whole life, and it's always some woman with her kids in the back of the Volvo, and she's showing a big spooky house to a, you know what I mean? It's like you, you. How many times have you seen seen agents on TV? And it's like none of that is true. Well, none of it.
1: Well, first of all, okay, that's TV, but
0: well, that's what it, I know, but that's how you learn. Like what did like most? You know, unless you grew up. Because your family, your parents were real estate agents, and you got to see it firsthand.
1: But even that, okay. So this is the whole point, though, is you said this is an advertisement to be a single agent. A single agent is a completely different job than what I have.
0: Oh yes, one hundred percent. And but you had no idea that that was the case. Is my point when <laughs> Wait, you started. This is true.
1: I didn't know what it was. Nobody <laughs> that, does. That that's my point. I know. Let me finish. So, but the thing is, when you get into real estate, at some point in your career, you have to make a decision. Do I want to run and own a business or do I want to have a job for the rest of my life? If you want to have a job for the rest of your life, you will be a single agent or you can grow a small team, but you're always going to be the one operating it. If you want to own a business, which is what we've been, you know, doing the MRA book club, the Millionaire Real Estate Agent book club, it's about building a business. It's the models for building a successful real estate business, which means that it's you're you're growing and every step, every time you hire someone, you are taking responsibilities and giving them to someone else so that eventually you are not an agent.
0: Doing day-to-day stuff.
1: You are a business owner. I'm holding my hand up like as if people can see me, but like you're moving yourself out of production. You're moving yourself into a business ownership role where other people are running and operating the team. And you make that decision for whatever reason. Like some people really like just the sales side. Like they like to sell houses. They like to show properties. They like doing those things. Great. If that's you and you're really great at that, you'd be a strong single agent for the rest of your life. Or you can go join a team and just be a an awesome yeah, agent.
0: And not even have the responsibilities of doing then payroll. Then you can throw, I other, know, yeah. throw
1: away all the other garbage yeah. that you don't enjoy doing and just go be an awesome agent on somebody else's team. That's okay, too. We're hiring.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you just have to make the decision. And once you do, though, I think that's the advertisement for the. This is the advertisement yeah, for us. Once you make the decision to start growing a real estate team, you better stop. be all in because... It's a constant up and down when you're in this middle part. And even the middle part, like we said, there's no journey to the end. Like, mm-hmm. the, I guess the end would be that you get to the seventh and level. You're, yeah,
0: your seventh level and, and whatever. And then you get there and then the person that you have running the whole show decides they're going to move to Alaska.
1: Right. Then you're going to be filling that role. Then you're you're, you're yeah. always going to be hiring is the point and you don't really realize that when you make your first hire You're just like cool somebody's going to help
0: me right. i'm swamped now i hired somebody that's done now what right like yeah. it's that that thing of of there's always going to be laundry to do
1: I hate laundry The
0: sink is always Going to have dishes in it it's like I hate you, even laundry if More than you, anything else <laughs> Go ahead and clean the, Clean the kitchen Go ahead and do All the laundry Tomorrow there'll be There's It, it gets all messed up And you gotta st- you, you know what I but mean But can I it's say like, something Sort of, of, of flowery And sure, stupid Sure
1: Okay if the sink Is full of dirty dishes That means you had A really delicious meal
0: Uh huh Not necessarily But
1: yeah <laughs> Well at least you ate that's true <laughs> and so that's the whole point is like you made a big mess but you know hopefully you got something out of it and that's I guess that's what I've I I feel like most days other days I don't feel this way but most days I feel fulfilled and rewarded to be able to impart all of this knowledge yeah. That I've learned well, you, through making mistakes and doing stupid things and I well, don't do stupid things, but. <laughs> right.
0: But I think, well, I mean, what it is, is, is it's when you have a good day like that, you impart those, those, that knowledge onto people and they accept it and you can see them applying it. And when you have a bad day, it's when they're not accepting of it or they didn't apply it. And, right. And and stuff and 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 dealing with that on a daily basis. Well, and it's
1: discouraging when when people leave because you've right. poured into them. Yeah. And whatever the reason, life circumstances, they decide to do something else, um, they don't want to work with you anymore, whatever the case is, it's disheartening and discouraging because you spend so much of your time and energy figuring out how to find these people, yeah, how to grow and development to develop them. Teaching. And so it's, it's, it can be discouraging, but that's all part of it too. And at the end of the day, hopefully you build a successful real estate team. Yeah. And have a business that you've then helped other people have successful careers too. Yeah. So, but it's a commitment that yeah. is like a mess.
0: Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> it is a mess. It's always a mess that it's a controlled chaos through the whole, <laughs> uh, as, as best you can and stuff. And, and, um, you know, we're going to keep pushing ahead and we're going to try our best to get you guys episodes every week. Um, and if we don't, it's because something crazy happened that, that week and you're just going to have to bear with us. And hopefully mm-hmm. Catherine's doing a lot of hiring. We're getting a lot of agents involved and and up and, and running and stuff that we will get to a point. I, I know I said at the beginning of the year, I said, hey guys, we're gonna we're gonna get some guests in here and we're gonna because Catherine's assistant was going to help us with that. Well Catherine's assistant is doing a lot of other stuff now because we don't have the admins, so there's no time to get the guests for the show. You know, so we're going to That sounds like an excuse. It does I'm just but kidding. it's it's I mean look, if we lost one admin, fine. But losing three all within six months of each other um is is too much to be able to well
1: it changes the trajectory of what of everything of what your plans are yes
0: and that's that's what's kind of happened to us so we're going to keep plugging away at seeking the best because
1: we're seeking our best. because
0: that and and we're going to try to hit every episode but if we don't just know we'll be back the following week with an apology
1: (laughs) (laughs) and hopefully some good content of what we've learned along the way
0: (laughs) correct Ladies and gentlemen, the question you are about to hear is true. Only the names have been changed to protect the innocent. Question from the West! Questions. From the web, I'm a newish realtor and my client wants a new build home in a planned community. I don't have any experience working with builders yet. Do you have any advice and pointers on important things to ask? Are there any, quote, tricks or sales tactics that I should be aware of?
1: No. <laughs> um, it's so funny that somebody asked me this yesterday um, about builders and and. Ultimately, here's what I think. If the person is interested in new construction, then you go and you find the best new construction that fits what they're looking for. And you set showings just like you would set showings with resale houses. And when you're there at the property, you ask the same questions that you would ask with a resale property. Except they might be a little shifted. So where you might say, How old is the roof? Well, the roof is gonna be brand, brand new. Brand new, right? Um, where can we see the floor plan? What are the materials? Like, what's what is the construction material? What is the type of roof, right? Instead of the age, it's like the type of things that you need to know. Um, but they're they're the salespeople for new home builders, like their job is to sell you on it. So they're gonna go over all of that. You don't usually have to ask too many questions. Mm-hmm because they're going to go over all of it with you. In fact, you actually need to block out more time because they're going to keep you there for like at least an hour going over. Like they'll try to also understand your buyer's needs and then show them like, here's the best matches based on what you said. And here's what this one looks like. Here are your options on this one. And it'll take forever. Um, so don't be scared of new construction. Um, there's no tips or tricks, though. I mean, just ask, like, what are their incentives? That's a big question. It's like what incentives they have, because usually they have some um, for closing costs. And oftentimes they'll have both closing costs that the builder is paying, but also incentives to use the builder's lender. So understand what the full you know, scope is. And then the other thing is you can offer different prices um, on new construction, it's just you can negotiate the price. You can negotiate the price. Just know like you set the expectation with the buyer that you know they build this plan for this house and price and it really just depends on how busy they are mm-hmm. and whether or not they have flexibility right. And that's just something that once you see the property and you're interested, you talk to the um, sales rep and say, is there any flexibility on price and and just try to and then you can look at comps just the same way that you'd look at comps for resale as well if it's a new home community that three houses were just sold, you can see what the sales prices are and you can see right. that hey, it's listed for 500 and yet the last three sold for 440. Why?
0: Or it's listed for 500 and the last three sold for 500, then don't go in and ask for 430.
1: Yeah, but you also have to understand like with new home sales, you can't see what the upgrades are. So right. let's say a house sold for 440, maybe that was builder basic and this one yeah
0: you your clients like that waterfall right they they quartz, said waterfall. you guys go through all the options right. and they add
1: all of these different things mm-hmm. and that's why it's 500 and the last one sold for 440 but you can't see what was what the right. the actual finish selections were on that property right so there's a lot of stuff in there that you don't know you just have to ask the sales rep the sales rep will tell you like oh that one sold for 440 because they didn't do any upgrades Okay. That one sold for 440 because it's on an interior lot. This is on a premium lot site. Okay. And then you can still again, you can still negotiate. I did um a deal where they were getting a premium lot and um we we still asked for I don't know, like 5000 off the lot price and we were able to get it. Yeah. And I think it was just because we knew that there was there was just not a lot of buyers in that market at that time. And so we were able to get a premium lot for a lesser price. Right. But in a market where things are selling relatively quickly, they may not be willing to do that because they don't need you. <laughs> it's the same as resale. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Four eight. Four
0: eight. Four eight. Small win. Cat. what's your small win this week?
1: Mm, I did not come prepared for that. I think the small win was just seeing your um, sister's daughter's little face light up. Her niece. We, yeah, our niece, yeah. Um, she, we bought her the cutest little jacket, oh, and yeah. she loved it. Yeah. She was, it was, it her, was bur- her birthday. Her birthday. And she's four. And I was like, I wonder if she's going to like this. And she pulled it out. Had and a
0: unicorn on it, so, you know. Apparently, unicorns are cool That's, with kids. Yeah their unicorns. And um, my small win is we've been I've been working on that rental house and I got most of the front of it painted with all of the different colors and you can really kind of see what that house is gonna look like when it's done. And up until now you haven't been able to do that and it's been kind of disheartening. <laughs> and stuff but now now you can kind of there's there's you know things always look so much nicer with a new slap slap of coat of Just on paint on it Paint
1: does wonders it's
0: amazing what it what it does and <laughs> stuff and so um yeah i'm excited to i'm headed over there right after we finish this podcast and i've got some touch-ups to do and um i'm excited to uh get started on the on the exterior walls Hey guys, remember to rate and view, review us on iTunes. It really helps new listeners to find us. Send your questions from the web to OnSeekingTheBest at gmail.com. Uh, leave us a Spotify voicemail with your questions and we'll play it on the show. All info is in the show notes. And for Kat and myself, thanks for listening and we'll figure this all out next week.
1: Bye. This
0: has been a Think Live Bee production.